part five chapters four and five of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part five new people and the finale chapter four bridegrooms had sworn by the hundred around the heiress of the great fortune but the society which flocked to polotsov's dinners and suppers was a society of that excessively dubious type of that excessively dubious refinement which is generally found crowding the parlours of all such rich people as polozov lifted above the more or less polite but still not fashionable circle in which they are born without having any relationship or connection in the more or less genuinely polite society of the fashionable world they become the benefactors of cunning adventurers and dandies who are absolutely indecent in their outward appearance without speaking of their inward qualities therefore katerina vasilievna became interested when among the number of admirers came a genuine society man of absolutely good breeding he behaved with so much more refinement he spoke so much more sensibly and wittily than the others her father soon noticed that she was going to prefer him above the others and as an active decided substantial man he immediately had a talk with his daughter my dear katya solovtsov look out for him he is a very bad man a perfectly heartless man you would be so unhappy with him that i would rather see you dead than his wife it would be easier for both me and you katerina vasilievna loved her father she was accustomed to respect his opinion he never put restrictions upon her she knew that he was speaking thus because he loved her and above all her character was inclined more to regard the wishes of those who loved her than of her caprices she was one of those who liked to say to her friends i will do as you think best she answered her father i like solovtsov but if you think it is better for me to keep at a distance from him i shall do so of course she would not have done so and as her nature was opposed to falsehood she would not have said so if she had loved him her attachment to solovtsov was as yet very weak at that time it had hardly taken root he was merely more interesting to her than others she began to grow cool towards him and maybe everything would have ended satisfactorily but the father in his zeal put in too much salt and though in reality he did not put on much yet it was enough to salt off the polite solovtsov he saw that he must play the part of a victim but how to find the pretext for becoming a victim polozov somehow stepped on his toes solovtsov with a sense of self-respect and pain on his face took leave of them and ceased his calls a week later katerina vasilievna received from him a passionate and exceedingly humble letter to the effect that he never expected that his love would be returned that for his happiness it would be sufficient for him to see her occasionally even though he did not speak with her but only saw her that he was willing to sacrifice even this happiness and yet he would be happy or unhappy and so on without a single request or wish he did not even ask for a reply such letters kept coming and finally they had their effect but it took a long time before they had their effect katerina vasilievna at first after solovtsov's left was neither melancholy nor sorrowfully inclined and even before that she had been cool to him and she accepted so calmly her father's advice to look out for him that consequently when after two months she began to grow despondent what could make her father think that solovtsov was at the bottom of it 
when he had forgotten all about him. It seems to me you're under the weather, Katya. No, it's nothing, nothing, it'll pass. In a week or two the old man was already asking, Are you ill, Katya? No, not at all. Two weeks later the old man said, You must see the doctor, Katya. Katya begins to consult the doctor, and the old man is entirely at ease because the doctor finds no cause of alarm. It is only a weakness, some exhaustion, and he very sensibly ascribed it to weariness arising from Katerina's style of life the past winter. Every night she had been up at parties till two or three or even five o'clock in the morning. This exhaustion will pass, but it did not pass, it rather increased. Why did not Katerina Vasilievna tell her father? She was convinced that this would have been in vain. Her father had told her before very firmly, and he does not speak unmeaning words. He does not like to express opinions about people without being sure of what he says, and he will never consent to her marrying a man whom he considers to be bad. And so Katerina Vasilievna kept on dreaming and dreaming while reading Solovtsov's humble and hopeless letters, and after a half a year's such reading, she was within half a step of consumption and not by a single word could her father perceive that her disease originated from a matter in which he was partly to blame his daughter had been as tender towards him as before is there anything that isn't to your mind nothing papa and it is evident that there is nothing she is only out of spirits but this is from her weakness from illness and the doctor declares that it is the result of her illness but what is the cause of the illness as soon as the doctor regarded the illness as trifling he contented himself with laying the blame on dances and corsets but when he saw that it was getting dangerous then appeared his innutrition of the nerves atrophia nervorum chapter five but if the practising bigwigs agreed that mademoiselle polozova's atrophia nervorum which had been developed by a weakening mode of life with a natural inclination towards dreaminess and melancholy then not much was left for kirsdnof to study in the sick girl in order to see that her decline in strength originated from some mental causes before the consultation the attending physician explained to him all the relations which she had had family sorrows there were none father and daughter are very dear to each other at the same time the father does not know the reason of the illness because the attending physician does not know it but it is evident that the girl must have a strong character if she has been able to conceal so long the illness itself and has not given her father a single chance to conjecture the cause a strong character was also evident by the quiet tone of her answers during the consultation she shows no sign of irritability she firmly endures her lot kirsdnof saw that such a girl deserved attention can't something be done for her interference seemed to him essential of course the thing will be revealed some time but won't it be too late consumption is very near at hand and then no care can help it and so he wrestled with the patient for two hours and he succeeded in conquering her suspicion he learned the secret and he obtained her permission to speak about it with her father the old man was startled when he heard from kirsdnof that the cause of his daughter's illness was love for solovtsov how is this katya accepted so coolly at that time his advice to beware of him she remained so indifferent after he ceased to call upon them how then is she dying of love for him yes and is it even possible for people to die of love such exaltations could not appear likely to a person who was accustomed to lead an exclusively practical life 
and to look upon everything with cool reason kirsdnof had a tough subject in him he kept repeating it's a child's fancy tormenting her but soon forgotten kirsdnof explained and explained finally he told him plainly it is just because she is a child that she does not forget it and is dying polozov was persuaded and convinced but instead of concession he pounded the table with his fist and said in a tone of concentrated decision if she is to die let her die it is better than for her to be unhappy it would be easier for both her and me the very same words he had said to his daughter six months before katerina vasilyevna was not mistaken in thinking that it was idle to talk with him but what makes you so stubborn i am perfectly convinced that he is a bad man but is he really so bad that death is better than to live with him he is he has no heart she is delicate gentle but he is a beastly wretch and polozov went on to describe solovtsov and in such a way that kirsdnof had nothing to say and really how could he help agreeing with polozov solovtsov was the very same jean who at the time before storeshnikov's courtship ate supper with serge and julia after the opera it is absolutely true that it is better for a respectable girl to die than to become the wife of such a man he will pollute he will chill he will consume with his wretchedness a respectable woman it is far better for her to die kirsdnof was lost in thought for some minutes no he said at length well am i really carried away by your earnestness this case is without danger just because he is so bad she cannot help seeing it only give her time to look at it calmly he began persistently to assure polozov what he had expressed to his daughter only as a suggestion as possible nay even probable that she would refuse this man whom she loved if he was really bad and now he was absolutely sure of it because the man she loved was very bad i shall not tell you that marriage does not present such an importance if we look upon it coolly if a woman is unhappy then why should she not leave her husband you consider this improper your daughter has been brought up with the very same ideas for you and her it seems really an irremediable loss and before she would ever adopt new ideas she would suffer with such a man till she died a death worse than consumption but it is necessary to view the matter from another standpoint why should you not depend upon your daughter's reason she is not a fool is she always count on reason only allow it to act freely and it will never prove fallacious when any cause is right you yourself are to blame for your daughter's attachment to him let him have free course and he will bring your daughter round on your side if the right is on your side passion blinds especially if obstacles are put in the way of it remove them and your daughter will become reasonable give her liberty to love or not to love and she will see whether this man is worthy of her love let him be her bridegroom and after some time she herself will dismiss him such a way of looking upon things was entirely new to polozov he answered simply that he did not believe any such nonsense that he knows life too well that he has seen too many examples of foolish people to depend upon their reason and so much the more absurd was it to trust the reason of a seventeen-year-old girl kirsdnof tried in vain to prove to him that follies were committed only on two occasions either under the momentary influence of excitement or from restraint in which case he is irritated by resistance such ideas seemed entirely ridiculous to polozov she has no sense it would be foolish to trust such a child with this fate sooner let her die from such reasoning it was impossible to stir him 
it is a fact that no matter how set may be the ideas of a man who is in the wrong when a man who is better developed who knows more who understands things more wisely works constantly with the purpose of removing his errors the errors must give way it is so but how long does a logical battle with him last of course all the conversation here recorded will fail of its result though so far its influence upon polozov is not appreciable yet the old man is beginning to think over kirsdnof's words this is unavoidable and if such conversation should be kept up with him he will come to himself but he is proud of his experience he looks upon himself as infallible he is set and stubborn it is possible to bring him to terms without doubt but it takes time and all delay is dangerous a long delay is surely fatal and a long delay is inevitable when a methodical manner of conducting the logical battle with him is employed it was necessary to employ radical means it is risky without doubt but if it is employed it is only a risk without it is surely death and the risk in it is in reality not nearly so great as it may seem to a person who is less solid in his comprehension of the laws of life than this kirsdnof the risk is not great at all but it is serious from the whole lottery only one ticket is a blank and there is no probability of its being drawn but supposing it were drawn whoever runs a risk must be ready not to wink if he draws the blank kirsdnof saw the girl's calm quiet firmness and he was sure of her but had he the right to subject her to the risk of course he had now out of a hundred chances there is only one that she will not lose her health in this case more than half of them are that she will lose it rapidly but here out of a thousand chances one would be against her let her risk the lottery though it is apparently more terrible because it is more rapid but in reality it is incomparably less dangerous all right said kirsdnof you do not want to cure her by those means which are in your power i shall cure her with mine to-morrow i shall have another consultation after he returned to the sick girl he told her that her father was stubborn more stubborn than he expected and that it would be necessary to act towards him with severe measures no it is of no use said the sick girl despondently are you sure of it yes are you ready to die yes now supposing that i decide to subject you to the risk of death i told you briefly in order to gain your confidence to show you that i am ready for everything that may be for your good now i speak positively supposing that it be necessary to administer poison i have seen this long time that my death is inevitable that i have only a few days longer to live supposing it were to-morrow morning so much the better she spoke with perfect calmness when there is only one salvation left and that is your readiness to die this support will almost always save you if you say to any one give in or i shall die you almost always gain what you wish but you know that one should not play with such a lofty principle and besides it is impossible for you to lower your self-respect if they don't yield and therefore it is necessary to die he explained to her the plan which was perfectly comprehensible from this conversation end of part five chapter five recording by expatriate in bangor maine